Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 44 on some Jerry West. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms, YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, it's going to be a little shorter. I'm going to talk about two collapses uh, one by the Heat yesterday, but it looks like the Heat made up for it tonight. Love to see that. And because they also played the Warriors, which is a dime dropper team. And I'm going to talk about the Suns collapse the other night against the Nets. And I'm going to start it out with the Lakers and the Nets, the primetime game on TNT tonight. So let's start with the game tonight. Uh, can I just say every single night, who's on the infirmary list? You know, who's on the IR it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. Very tiresome. I heard Kyle Lowry was out tonight for his respective team, but they still managed to win somehow. It says thumb injury. We'll see about that. I'm going to pay attention next game. If Kyle Lowry's back, that ain't no thumb injury. That's just, or it's, once again, something he could have played through. It's just starting to get really frustrating, man, every single night. But whatever. No Anthony Davis tonight. No Dennis Schroeder. Late scratch because of contact tracing. No Kevin Durant. And in the beginning, it started out with the LeBron carry job. He was taken into the rim, and they had no answer for him at all. You know what the Nets are going to do, guys? They're going to do their switch everything strategy. It's very similar to the Rockets last year, but except DeAndre Jordan is able to be used in spurts, and they have two, not one, elite shot creator. Because right now, Russell West, or in the bubble, Russell Westbrook was not an elite shot creator. Kyrie Irving and, and James Harden, they can create their own shot or create for themselves. Russell Westbrook was doing nothing at an efficient level in the bubble. So when you add KD to that mix, you can switch everything, and you have three absolute weapons. So teams can't switch everything on you because that involves one-on-one -on -one defense, and they can't be stopped one-on-one. -on -one. The only thing about this Nets team, though, is that they have no interior presence, and DeAndre Jordan is just not a good defender in many ways anymore. Like He's not great in space at all. He never has been. And against skilled big men, he's not good either. The problem is with this NBA today is there's not enough skilled big men. Who's going to exploit the Nets? Because they're going to keep doing this switch-everything strategy. The only reason why it mainly didn't work out for the Rockets is because Anthony Davis didn't play them. And, uh, yeah, they, they don't have an Anthony Davis in the Eastern Conference. Bam Adebayo, he still doesn't take advantage of all his switches. Jimmy Butler's not the greatest one-on-one -on -one player in the world. The Celtics get into the trap of playing one-on-one -on -one far too much. Giannis has no post game. He likes to waltz in, but I have a feeling that they're going to be able to shut him. Like, I'm not concerned about the Bucks really. I think their matchup with the, with the Nets may not be bad because, honestly, they have the shooting to spread out, and Giannis still can't be guarded one-on-one. -on -one. But it's just looking increasingly more like I'm going to lose $100 for saying that the Nets weren't going to make the to the finals because of their lack of an interior presence when it's like nobody is like exploiting that. Like LeBron was getting to it in the beginning, and then you know they started doing different things to try to force it out of his hands. James Harden, though, after LeBron made his first punch, 
James Harden answered back with even more. He was getting everything he wanted. Nobody could guard him. And one thing I love that James is doing is he's going to the basket more. Because that's what I said. Sometimes he just over-dribbles too much and settles. When That's the main thing about James that's cost him in the playoffs. He settles too much. Just take guys off the dribble. There's no hand-checking. They can't guard you. Like And they call hand-checking every time with Harden. He's one of those players that you rarely see guys get away with hand-checking with him. And... He's been doing that tonight, especially when you started hitting those threes over Matthews in the beginning. So then once you start step up on him, go into the rim, and then he's creating for everybody. TLC, there was a moment where like his first three threes, they weren't even hitting the rim, like just straight net every time. I thought he was great. And it's not as stagnant as the Rockets offense was last year because you guys got you still got guys like Joe Harris and TLC off the ball. Kyrie's not horrible off the ball. He, he comes off curl sometimes. Harden's extremely stagnant, but his job is to be more on ball, and I guess that's just how he is. And he's he made a situation for himself that he's complimented by these other guys. But yeah, the Lakers, you know, they're trying, but outside of LeBron and Kuz, they just really couldn't get much going uh, offensively. And the Nets went to that switch everything strategy, and the Lakers just didn't have an interior presence to really just combat that. Though LeBron made some really impressive shots, but it was kind of the carry job tonight, and nobody helped him. 32 points for Braun, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. 14 of 23 from the field. However, the Lakers have a big problem in the fact that they can't shoot threes right now, and KCP is not helping out at all. He's so out of rhythm. Three of eight, one of five from three. And hey, if we're talking regular season, guys, and here's the thing. Everybody wants to hate on Danny Green. What he did was he spread the floor, and just because even if he went one of four, that one makes people think. It makes, and his reputation made people respect his shot. So, on it, and plus, he's not a bad defender, and he's a smarter defender. He's not a dumbass. So, and he does, you know, I just really think that you need to understand that sometimes with certain players, subtraction is more in certain ways. And I think Danny Green, the simplistic nature of him, look at the, I'm just going to say this real quick. Even though Laker fans are going to say, you're being stupid. Look at the Danny Green effect on the teams that he goes to. San Antonio, championship contender. Toronto, championship contender. He leaves Toronto, goes to the Lakers, and still bricks. Like, here's the thing, he was bricking in Toronto. He wasn't as ass, but he was still bricking in Toronto, and he won the championship as a starter. He goes to the Lakers and wins as a starter, and now he goes to Philly. Lakers three-point shooting decreases, and Philly's doing better and he's not shooting that terrible anymore so I think that the Laker fans give him way too hard a time like he was not that bad but you know once again just because you don't make every three you take if you're just getting catch and shoot with their good looks you're keeping the defense honest it's not like he never made it but anyway I'm just saying right now the Lakers they just don't have consistent shooters at all I'm not saying like you need need that but you need Anthony Davis to dominate before or you need Anthony Davis to dominate if you don't have that shooting. And tonight the defense was trash. Montrader was just awful. He didn't exploit anyone and didn't really do anything. And he didn't get many minutes because he was getting played off the court. He had 10 points on 5 of 8 in 15 minutes. But the problem is he gets, you know, they attack the rim. Kyrie, Harden, I saw them attacking the rim. Gasol, eh, they may have to go, they have to give him more post-ups. He got one turnaround he missed. It was a good shot though. They got to try to give him more post-ups, in my opinion. In this stretch that Anthony Davis is out. But, yeah, so the war, the Rock, uh, the Lakers, just Kuzma was good tonight, 16 points, 7 to 13. No one else is hitting threes. THT is very lost off ball on defense. He's much better on the ball. Kyrie, not a great shooting night, but he was still effective, man. He didn't have a bad game by any means. Just because he didn't shoot well doesn't mean he was ineffective. He's making the defense work. At the end of the day, that's very important. 
16.7 rebounds, five assists. As long as you we feel your presence and your team is winning, it's not it's it's always a direct correlation. It's not like he's getting carried by everybody else. The presence of Kyrie Irving changes the game. Anyway, that's the win for the Nets. 19 and 12 for the Nets. They are 109 and 98 winners. Lakers lose. Oh no, they won the last game. So they 22 and 8. They drop to. It's gonna be a tough stretch with that AD for sure. Uh, one thing I want to say is I did watch the Nets Suns fourth quarter, and man, it was tough to watch if you're a Suns fan. I thought that they gave the ball away way too carelessly uh, at times in that fourth quarter. I thought Chris Paul was trying to really carry the team in the end like we've seen him do so many times, and he was hitting. Like, it was kind of unbelievable what he was doing, like just hitting all his contested mid-ranges, but even some threes. But the Nets switch everything strategy causes for stagnant ball. And you know who was playing amazing in that game? And honestly, he's just been great all season? Jeff Green. His ability to guard multiple multiple guys in multiple positions of you know strength guys and speed guys is invaluable, especially the fact that he can set screens and either pick and pop and roll. He can't roll when there's actual rim protection, but once again, in today's small ball league, there's like no rim protection anymore. So it's like he could just get what he wants with Harden attracting so much energy. He always, you know, takes the big man with him, Harden, if they're setting screens with big guys. He takes two with him, Harden. So that opens it up for Jeff Green. He was doing great. He's had some stops on Booker. He had some stops on Chris Paul. He was making life tough on Chris Paul. And then the other thing was some of those three-pointers that the Nets were making were just tough. Like Joe Harris was just amazing in the in the in the fourth quarter. And that's the thing. It's not like Joe Harris is incapable of on ball playing but he's definitely more comfortable off but sometimes he can do well in pick and rolls like getting into towards the basket he had this really nice pump fake where he like like he was going right he pump faked and then turned and laid it up but he's really suspect for mid-range and it also shows in his free throw percentage as i said in what is the nba getting better and better but another thing with those nets or the suns they kept switching deandre ayton onto harden and like different guards and he was getting bit in the ass every time at some point like you either need to blitz that shit and get the ball out of Harden's hands. Like, you can't make DeAndre Ayton defend in space. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. He's just not good enough laterally. You can't do that. And and plus, another thing, they're not making it, like, relevant that he's even on the court on offense. There were so many times they just looked away from him. This is the thing, guys. The Nets are playing with 6'8 dudes all the time. There's no big man that can exploit them. This is what I hate about the NBA. There's no skilled big men. Jokic and Embiid, I think that's two guys... That's two guys and Anthony Davis. But, man, it's so frustrating seeing I, basketball was a tall man sport and 6'8 dudes run around. People want to tell me, oh, it's because there's more skill. Bro, it's because they let perimeter players dominate the game and touch fouls at the perimeter. Come on, guys. Let's not be stupid. Anyway, yeah, I got to give the Nets credit, though, man. Got to give the Nets credit. That was a huge win, and James Harden had a huge three. I got to give it to James Harden, man, even though he fucking – you know, asked to, you know, chose what team to play for as he got traded, which is essentially like freaking, which is essentially like freaking, um, free agency. But man, it is what it is. It is what it is. I guess that's the moral of it. By the way, the Heat lost, uh, crazy comeback by the Warriors. Ken Bazemore, I thought was really good. Steph Curry, some big shots, but yeah, I guess that's it for tonight. There wasn't too much going on. But apologies to the uh, live chatters. We're going to join them right now. Wi-Fi sounded a little bit shaky. Good night, people. Uh, I think we'll be back tomorrow for Clippers Jazz. Likely we'll be back for Clippers Jazz tomorrow night. Hopefully the Clippers get their guys back. 
But the Nets are looking more and more like that front runner to come out of the East, like I didn't predict. I said that I would put, I put my money on them not making it because of their lack of rim protection. But I'm losing faith in the NBA uh, big man. Also, I will say, though, that I have to give credit to James Harden. I'm not surprised with anything Kyrie's doing. I'm not surprised with anything KD's doing. I'm really surprised at how well Harden's doing and how much he's sacrificed in terms of scoring. And he's he's he's... He's been okay with giving up the ball more, quite frankly. That's it for me tonight, guys. Let me know what you think. See you tomorrow. Peace.